0: Previously, on A New Winter, I attentively moved even further back until I was outside looking in, and, very slowly, Tuli opened the door at the back of the room. This is episode 59 of A New Winter. as the door opened I saw a strange black shadow as if there was a strange fuzzy gap where there should be a person almost as if it was some kind of floating black hole what is it? Grahams whispered in shock what the hell is it? it's whatever it wants to be this is your brother in his purest form a living embodiment ...of the darkness that created him. Is is he even there? Well, Tudy answered, you'd have to ask Carver about that. I mean, essentially he's here, but he's also not here. There's a gap he can fill at any point within time and space. He may come back as any of the souls he's devoured. He may just stay like this for a while. He may disappear completely... But he likes to come back here, to this house, to this room. Sentimental, I guess. Can he? But before, Grahams could finish. The creature moved towards her with an almighty scream. The door somehow slammed shut in my face and I was thrown back into the snow. By the time I got back up and rushed back to the door, it was over. There, in front of me, was a pile of bodies... Four in total, dead. Their faces, grey and twisted. One was Graham's. The other, the man she was holding hostage only moments ago. And the other two were men who looked like twins. And they were dressed as farmers. But they had a much more serene look on their faces. Where on earth had they come from? Tuli? I know you must still be here, I shouted as I cautiously made my way through the lounge. Jackie, I'm a police officer, you know. You need to come out, but no answer. Damn it, I muttered to myself. I tried opening the door Jackie had gone through, but it was stuck fast. And she locked it. I tried kicking it, but it wouldn't budge. I rubbed my head, exasperated. What the hell was I supposed to do? Well... I'd have to call it in. I took out my phone, but no signal. And I looked around for a phone in the house, but nothing. Oh, You've got to be kidding me. Seriously? There's just one thing for it. I'd have to drive to get signal on my way back to the station. I mean, what else was I supposed to do? I carefully grabbed the keys from Graham's pocket and went out to the car. I jumped into the driver's seat and looked at my phone again. Nothing. And then I looked back at the house. Seemed to be more sinister now. Was whatever that creature was still in there? Maybe. Could it see me? I shook it off and drove away from the house. And no matter what I did to my phone, turning it off and on again, cleaning the SIM card, it just wasn't working. Had they really been able to put me on lockdown? Was I being monitored so closely? I drove straight to the station and saw Inspector Debridge drinking a cup of tea and just staring out the window. He looked relieved when he saw me. Oh, finally. You've been gone ages. Do you even know what time it is? It's pitch black outside now. Where's Louise? She. I started. You need to come with me to the house. It's, it's this house in the middle of. I know what house, he said and put down his tea and grabbed his coat. I'm driving. As he stepped out the door, he suddenly stood still. What is it? I asked. Are you alright? Do you see that? He said. I looked out in front of him. Just the bright white snow, and the streetlights illuminating what little wasn't already covered. What? That white ball, Just... Just floating there. I looked to see what he could be talking about car is that what you mean nice it's it's gone he said (sighs) come on and we got into his car I didn't bother asking him what that was about instead I was trying to think of how to tell him what happened there at the house he put his foot down and as soon as we were on the road out of nowhere he said she's dead isn't she I hesitated yeah, I replied. Duby started to well up, his bottom lip quivering, but you could see he was trying to fight it. <laughs> Thule. He slammed his open palm against the steering wheel. What happened? It was it was some kind of dark shape, some weird shadow thing. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. I'm not I'm not even sure if I can describe it. Wait, it wasn't a boy, a teenager. No, well, well, no, not from what I could see. This has got out of hand. He shook his head, and I waited for him to open up a bit more about what was happening. He huffed and slammed his hand on the driving wheel again. Damn it, Lou! He looked at me and pointed a finger. You know, you better not have anything to do with this, I swear, or... I just got here, I threw up my hands. I don't know what happened. It, I can't explain it, I'm, I'm sorry. We drove a bit further in silence. Daylight had broken now, and time seemed to move so fast here. How long had I even been awake for? I looked at Dewbridge, and I dared not speak until he had calmed down. But his anger slowly turned to grief, as his eyes were welling up and his cheeks turned red. We loved each other, you know, he said quietly. We were going to run away together, me and her. Leave this place. I've had it arranged for Thule for a while. Became his errand boy in order to pay him back. Not that it had anything to do with money. I knew he just loved the control. He was addicted to it, but... But Louise kept saying she wasn't ready. There was always something. Trying to bring justice to the town, her brother trying to reveal the secrets that lay underneath it, or she she just wouldn't leave it be. I've been trying to look over that that monster, that thing she calls her brother, you know, just make sure it's all right, but I forget it's not some idiot kid. It's this amalgamation of, of things, souls, evil memories, personalities, all wrapped up into this metaphysical being. He doesn't even know. Doesn't even have a clue. Well, at least he pretends not to. God, he's so pathetic as well. Just like her brother was. Wet tissue. But she adored him. He's been through a lot, that kid, you know. He's passed around the old gents here, like a sex toy. Disgusting stuff. Tooley, Father Reynolds, Jim Steinbecker, Smith twins, God they were the worst. Depraved, horrible stuff, but, you know, you ignore it because you're told to, especially round here. And when you get to 75, like I am, and you don't age, you start to believe it. What, I said? You're 75? I couldn't believe this. Either Dewbridge and Grahams were completely insane or this town really was some weird kind of hell on earth. I had to believe the latter, else else was I going insane too yeah 75 well something like that I mean time it's all its all relative down here but it's, it's around that I was shot. <laughs> you know he continued you know we're not even police officers excuse me noticed we're the only ones who seem to be at the station there's no actual police here it's all for show just to keep the residents happy keep some kind of normality to everything. It's not as if we go to training or something, is it? They're all two these people. I mean, all of us are. I mean, they may dress and act like policemen, but it's all bullshit. They use the station like some kind of clubhouse. Then how come I was told to come here by my superiors? Do they not know what goes on here? Look, there's only one of two possible ways you were able to get here. Either Thule wanted you here, or, worse, Bob wants you here. Bob, I muttered. But then I shot forward in my seat, as Dubidge had slammed the brakes. I looked up to see Jackie, frightened, stood right in front of us, just staring at us. Fucking bitch, Dubidge spat and got out of the car. He marched right up to her face, and you could feel the rage emanating from him like a mist. I could have guessed you'd have something to do with it, he shouted, slapped her across the face. Stop it, I shouted, and pulled him back. He shrugged me off. Jackie stood up defiantly. She never loved you, she screamed, and I can see why. Dubage went for her again, but I pulled him back. Stop it, now. Jackie broke down crying. She's dead. Do you get it now? What we were trying to do? She didn't want to run away. She wanted to fight. And that's why she left you. We were going to take this whole place down together. You weren't even a side note. Arse-licking Tule the whole time. Look at you. Do you think he'd actually have let you two leave? No one leaves. You're made here. You die here. You think you're an exception. No one cares about you, you know. Not even Lou. By this point, Dubridge was crying. So was Jackie. I loved her for who she was, Jackie said. Not who I wanted her to be. Then why didn't you save her? He said. You could have saved her. No, she wanted to see her brother. Nothing was going to stop her. Well, what can I say? She saw him. Now I'm going to make sure the rest of the world knows what's going on here. I'm going to keep going with our plan for Lou. If you want to help, And there's a key for some of the file cabinets in the corridors that i found. I've hid it. Inside her mouth. I thought that would get to you in some way. Take the files, as many as you can, and... Come find me. You went down there. Did you see... Did you see it? No. No, Antili, it's not even real. Just something to stop people snooping down there. So... Will you do it? I... Deerbridge hesitated. You know what, forget it. And with that, she stormed past us. Deebridge didn't even look up at her. After she left, I gave him a little nudge. Come on, we have to get to the crime scene. He looked off into the middle distance. (laughs) Yeah, like a real copper, eh? We got into the car and drove to the house. I was dubious about going in after what I'd just witnessed but Dubidge had already sprinted through the front door and stood, looking at the bodies Do you recognise any of the others? I asked Yeah, he said This man here worked for Tully, and these two He looked at the twins These two died over fifty years ago Here they are today as if nothing had happened We never did find their bodies Well, now I know why I don't understand I said how can they be over 50 years old it's the boy he said he's confusing time he's shifting things Dewish looked at Grahams sorry he said I guess you all right And looked inside her mouth nothing he said lying bitch I bet she's setting me up for something right now come on let's go two of these boys will probably be here to clean up this mess Shouldn't we wait for, for, for I couldn't think of anything what to say for for what forensics there's no one coming, buddy. This is going to be swept under the carpet like everything else. but I'd at least have to file a report or something i can't I can't just ignore this. Uh, you don't get it, Debridge said. Think about why you're here. why are you here in this town what, well, to find find Michael for Right. So, then a phone started ringing. Doobridge's phone. Hold on. He said, "Wait, you've got a working phone. That means it means nothing. All right? It doesn't work like that round here." Hello? Yeah? And he shot me a glance. Okay. No, no, it's fine. I'll deal with it. I'm going there now. I'll deal with it personally. Don't need anyone else. Okay? And he hung up. What is it? I asked. Something I have to sort out. I tell you what, why don't you head back to the police station and write up this report of yours or something, just in case. Come on, I'll drop you off. What, didn't you just say? Well, I guess you're going to have to tell your boss something when they ask, right? Might as well put it all down while you remember. He was up to something, but I wasn't sure what. I was tired, though, and needed to rest. I couldn't deal with everything that had gone on since I got here. Whatever he was up to, he wasn't about to tell me, and I'm not sure if I really wanted to know anymore. In any case, he was right. I was here to find Michael, who was staying in my hotel. Would he even still be there? You know what, I think I'm going to go back to the hotel, see if Michael's still there. (sighs) Fine, Deebridge said. Let's go. We drove back silently. Whatever emotions were going on in the drive-up had seemingly disappeared. Instead, Dubridge now looked focused, a man on a mission. It made me wonder what he was up to. We parked outside the Bell Hotel and I got out. All right, see you then, I said, and closed the door. I walked to the front of the hotel. But Dubridge was still sitting there, in his car. I waved back at him as if to say goodbye, and he waved back patronizingly, but still watching me. (sighs) Weird, I thought, and walked in. Inspector Crawley, the young man behind the counter announced. How can I help? Have you got a Michael Verdun staying here? Uh, It's police business, I'm afraid. Uh, yes, but... Sorry, are you with Dewbridge? I looked around. Well, he's not here right now with me, if that's what you mean. Uh, yeah, okay. The man looked flustered now. Um, there was a Mr. Verdun here, but he checked out. This morning, actually. Uh, You just missed him, sorry. Right, okay. Well, any forwarding address, anything? Did he show you any ID? Only his credit card. Sorry, I don't have any other information. So, he's here, and then he's gone, just like that. The man I'm after could have been in the next room as me, and just no more. The young man smiled. I smiled back. Typical, I thought. This didn't feel right. Was Dubridge anything to do with this? I went up to my room for a lay down, thinking I could sleep until I heard shouting outside. I looked out and in front of me, I could see police had circled the hotel. Now so if Dubridge was right, then these weren't police. There were two of these men. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods